Show here on WGOW Talk Radio 102.3. Joe, on that intro, I'm just having a little hard time hearing it, but that's all right. We'll get it worked out. It's the weekend, and it's time to start smoking and grilling here on the Barbecue Show, Talk Radio 102.3. And we are also live right now on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Facebook page. It's a barbecue simulcast, and that's almost as fun as a real barbecue. You can give us a call. Our number is 267-1023-423-267-1023. You're welcome to call. Joe Varner is back at the radio studio producing the show, taking your calls. At my side, Aaron Carver is our engineer here in the Facebook side of things. And back at his house, Jeff Maxwell is monitoring and entertaining you in the chat room. Our broadcast partner is Backyard Smokers Barbecue on Facebook, the number one destination for questions, answers, and even if you want to post some pictures and do a little bragging, go to Backyard Smokers Barbecue on Facebook. We're in touch, so you can get in touch with us. Follow Al's Nest Barbecue on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget, Al's Nest, all the shows of the, from the Barbecue Show and the Al's Nest Barbecue Show are available on podcast on the Spotify realm. That's 423-267-1023. If you got a question about barbecue, we will be taking your calls here in just a few moments. Now, I want to introduce our guest for tonight. Now, Chattanooga, all my, all my friends here on Facebook and on the, on, the, on the Facebook side have met this guy, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. This man is much wiser than his age. He is an accomplished backyard barbecue warrior, and he started just like the rest of us, knowing very little about live fire cooking. He's a brand ambassador and exhibitor for Char Griller, one of the biggest outdoor grill companies in America. He has taken his grilling skills to the competition level and is now the pitmaster of DQ Barbecue Team and competes on the KCBS Backyard Tour. He recently completed the national season-long competition, finishing in the top 10 of the KCBS Backyard Series. He attended Fairmont State University, home of the Falcons, and the college home of NBA Ironman, Leroy Loggins. Chattanooga, help me, and let's welcome to the barbecue show from New Milton, West Virginia, the cookout coach, Steve Dotson. Have you ever had an introduction that good, Steve-O? I was going to tell you, Steve, that's way more than I deserve, buddy, uh, but I do appreciate it. Man, you're, you're all of those things. Steve Dotson from New Milton, West Virginia. We appreciate you being on the barbecue show here in Chattanooga. Everybody in Chattanooga is excited to meet you and uh, uh, hear about your uh, barbecue escapades and your barbecue history, Steve. And let's, let's just jump right into it. What got you started in, in, in barbecue in, at your house? Well, I'll I tell you what, Steve. I've always loved barbecue ribs and they didn't even have to be good ones back in the day. Essentially, from the time that I had baby back ribs cooked by someone even close to good, uh, and we're talking about fall off the bone baby back ribs at this point, I knew that that was something that I wanted in my life forever. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, North Central West Virginia isn't exactly what you would call a barbecue mecca. So there was a, there was a little hole-in-the-wall place uh, when I was in college that, that made ribs and you know looking back on it I don't even know if he actually made them on the smoker or not but they were delicious 
and it was called Ralphie. So Ralphie got sick, and Ralphie went away. And you know, that, that kind of went away. And it was about the time I graduated college, went into the workforce, and it just as is, is, uh, people who are realizing that they're slowly marching through the mundaneness of adulthood do, we started talking about cooking and grilling. I said, you know what? I'm going to take a shot at, at cooking some barbecue ribs because I haven't had any for a long time. And I had a Weber kettle, and I found Meathead's Amazing Ribs website and figured out how to set up two-zone fire. You know, I made some ribs. They weren't terrible. They definitely weren't good. But that was back in probably 2014 or 2013. And from then, it, you know, like all of us here, it became a quest. It became a – this is suddenly a craft that I wasn't, I wasn't so far off that I needed to just quit and walk away. Now, when you I was close enough that I said, I can get this. Now, when you used that kettle, did you uh, set it up uh, offset a little bit, Steve, or did you go right over the coals? Oh, no, no, no. No, I, I did my best to do my research. So I, yeah. didn't have, I didn't have anything but the kettle, but so we banked all the coals to one side. And mm-hmm. I set, I'd actually set two water pans in there. I'd set one in front of the coals to act as a barrier all down on the charcoal grate, and I set one right above the charcoal also to try to keep it Essentially, that one, I guess, was a safeguard to try to keep the temps from spiking because this was this was an old kettle. This is a kettle that's still in my family. I think it might technically be older than me, but there was definitely no thermometers. I, at the time, had no thermometers, so I was going by a guess. You know, you read online back then and said, yeah, just open all the vents up to about a pencil, pencil width, and you'll be good. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was on the wing of a prayer just trying to trust what I could. And so, I didn't make anybody sick, so I called that a win. <laughs> so rib, ribs were the first thing. And um, usually everybody tries to tackle a brisket first thing and messes it up really good. So you're probably pretty smart. If you don't do a chicken, I guess ribs would be the next best thing to try. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because uh, whenever we got onto the KCBS circuit, up until this year, chicken was always our crutch category. For some reason, we could just cook competition chicken. But chicken's one of those things that until I actually, until I'm done cooking it, I take a bite and I go, man, that's pretty good. Nothing about chicken makes me go, man, I really want to cook some chicken tonight. Some smoked chicken tonight would be awesome. I've never said those words. But it's one of those things that when I do it, uh, yeah, you know, we got chicken. Let's go ahead and smoke it. I get done with it. I'm like, man, I should smoke chicken more often. But, yeah. Hey, as Steve. As far as the first thing I'm going to jump to to throw on there, yes, sir. Steve, we've already got, we've got questions coming in from the uh, chat room on the Facebook side. Our friend Michael Williams down here in Ottawa, he wants to know what's your favorite pork brisket and chicken rubs are. Okay. Uh, so my favorite pork rub is going to be um, Cosmos Q Honey Killer Beef. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great rub. I love sweet pork. That's got some sweetness to it, but it's also got plenty of salt in it, so it's going to go great. Uh, brisket rubs. Probably my favorite brisket rub is, I'm going to have to say would be uh eat barbecues the most powerful stuff mm-hmm. it's, it's super great you know it's you know on top of that you can always just go spd for some some stuff for some uh, more coarseness but eat barbecue old uh pellet envy you just you can't beat that stuff it's been around forever it's fantastic that was rod gray and, uh, he, was, he was on the show rod last gray. weekend yeah he was on the show last week yeah the guy's a wealth of knowledge just a legend in, in barbecue uh and for chicken uh, again, I'm going to probably have to go back to um, 
oh, Cosmos Cube, just some, some Dirty Bird Hot, get a little extra kick on it. Mm-hmm. It's a salty rub. It's, you know, it's just classic barbecue with a little bit of extra kick on the end of it. Delicious. It's my favorite. So when, so after you, and I appreciate that. That's a great question too, Steve, where I'm always interested in what the uh, other guys like to use. What um, When you upgraded, when you went from your, your kettle, how long did you use your kettle, and then what did you go to when um, you upgraded? Well, so I, I used the kettle for probably two or so years, and I realized that I was I was probably messing up a lot because I didn't have my, my fire management dialed in, my temp control. So, like, I think a lot of people do. You know, you can get these electric smokers for pretty cheap, and the the temperature aspect of it gets taken out of your hand. Mm-hmm. So while I don't really recommend electric smokers to folks now because I, I know different things, you can go with a pellet cooker like the Green Mountains you sell at your store, um, or you know, uh, every, a lot a lot of companies are selling these pellet cookers. Yeah, I would recommend them that way. But at the time being, I picked up a master built electric smoker, and mm-hmm. what that allowed me to do was sort of take take fire management out of it and just focus on what meat does when you cook it, you know, to get to, to probe tender. What's that actually do? How long does that take? Uh, and, and I ran with that electric smoker for about a year, but I kept playing with the kettle because I knew in the back of my mind, you know, this is cool and this works, but this isn't live fire cooking. This isn't as exciting as actually managing a fire. No. And so I think about a year later is when I got into an egg corn and that was my first foray with char griller. And I, to this day, you know, I'm staring at that original egg corn right now. The I got another one right behind me. They're just they're my go-to cookers. The char griller egg corn. And the acorn that is the uh, Kamado style cooker, right? Yes, sir. It's a, it's a steel Kamado. I think the thing's darn near indestructible, and it just it does a great job. So when so so you're cooking in your backyard. You're you're, you're you've got a Kamado. You've got a uh, a Weber kettle. What did what did you do? Where did you go to? Um, hone your skills did you did you go to youtube did you get some uh you know books by uh by pit masters you know right when you were starting was the heyday of barbecue so to speak with barbecue pit masters was running hard on television everybody was watching that that's what got me started where, where did you go and uh what did you do to uh uh you know up your game right so i definitely started with pit masters pit masters i think pit Ma- watching pit masters actually sort of sparked that conversation at work that got me to cook ribs on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, I always remember Johnny Trigg, as soon as they called him the godfather of ribs, I was like, all right, I got to pay attention to what this guy says because I've got to figure this out. Um, so I watched those reruns as much as possible. But at the time, Malcolm Reed was just starting to become a thing on YouTube. And I didn't know he was Malcolm Reed at the time. When I first found him, I found him because I had that electric smoker, and I was thinking about smoking a turkey. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the few guys who had a How to Smoke a Turkey video that was pretty darn good. Well, once, I, once I'd seen that and started going through his catalog, because by then I found him probably four or five years after he started on YouTube, so he had quite the catalog. So, you know, you realize, all right, this guy's got a lot to say, and the proof seems to be in the pudding. He's... You know, he's cranking it on this Yoder pellet smoker I've never even seen before, but I can adapt this. So I got a lot from there. I did end up on uh, the Barbecue Brethren forums. Those were still pretty active at the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, I, I always loved YouTube for, like, even 
I, I worked in a mechanic shop for four or five years in, in the summer, but you know when something specific would happen with my vehicle, you could always Google that exact vehicle, that exact problem, and watch somebody fix what's broken. So I was always a big fan of YouTube for those kind of things. So once I found out that they were demonstrating barbecue in video format, mm-hmm. I was kind of done from that point. I just, yeah. you know, Greg over at Ballistic Barbecue, Malcolm, uh, Chef Tom over at All Things Barbecue, it just... It, it became what I watched. You know, we cut the cord on TV because I just didn't eat it at that point. I was just watching barbecue on YouTube. What um, what um, what made you what made you uh, after you after you watched all the videos and you you got a little skills? What did um, what was it? What were the first prizes you got? Like accolades? Um, like was it from the family? Was it from like a a church group you cooked for? Or you know who who were the people that were saying you know. You know, Steve Dotson, your barbecue's pretty good. And, uh, you know, what got you the big head, so to speak? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I'm I'm probably my own toughest critic. Uh, you know, I, these days I don't feel like anything I cook is as good as it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got some buddies I compete with that uh, give me heck whenever they ask me about how a cook went. And I tell them, eh, it wasn't great. Um, but... I think the first time I cooked a set of ribs that my dad enjoyed uh, okay. was the first time that I thought, okay, I can do this now. Because because he and I both, you know, it was it was a thing, right? Whenever we'd go on vacation, we'd find a rib joint and try to get some ribs. And so it was something that he and I both enjoyed, and we also couldn't really get it at home. So the first time I'd made a set that that he thought was pretty good, I thought, okay, we're on to something here. That's a, that's a good story. Uh, the parental the parental approval always uh, always uh, makes us feel good. We're going to take a quick break, Steve, and we when we come back, I want to get into your um, uh, your crossover from uh, cooking to uh, instruction, uh, your insanely popular YouTube channel, and your uh, arrangement with our char griller because I think that's pretty neat. You're listening to the Barbecue Show with Steve Ray, our special guest. From New Milton, West Virginia, is Steve Dotson, America's cookout coach. And uh, we're welcoming your calls at 423-267-1023. We'll be right back after this short break, so stay with us. All right, we're in break. Sounds good. That was good, Steve. You did a great job there. That was good. That was yeah, good. I got a face for radio, Steve. <laughs> that was a good story, now about your dad. You know, funny, funny story going on with that. This year we built a new cooker. He, uh, he came and dropped it off for me. We built it over at, at my brother-in-law's uh, garage door. He calls me about two or three weeks later because he's been practicing. I said, yeah, I've been practicing. It's good because I don't roll with losers. <laughs> All right, Daddy. <laughs> I don't roll with losers. Yeah, Aaron, you can you can move, remember you can move that camera thing around. We've got some real good um, different angles now for the people watching on Facebook. Take them around the horn on that thing. Um, Aaron, so everybody on Facebook watching can stay entertained while we're doing this. Tim Clouds joined us on Facebook. Welcome, Tim. Tim came up and visited us. He's from, uh, I think, I, I think it was uh, Flintstone, Georgia, I believe. Hope I got that right, Tim. 
barbecue. Well, I'll tell you what, we are busy in the barbecue store with all the stuff going on. Unreal. Unreal. You may be riding that plane right now. If you have your money in a 401k or IRA and you plan to take out the recommended percentage each year when you retire, your chance of running Steve, you've got a turkey recipe ready, don't you? 50%. But there's I a got better a turkey grinding right next to me right now. Okay, good. We're going to get you on the third segment. We're going to get into that. We're going to get I into that. I have a good idea for it. I don't know if it'll work or not, but I'm going to try it tomorrow. Oh, okay. You're going to experiment? Bacon grease. You're gonna experiment oh, yeah. with the with the with the Thanksgiving turkey. We're gonna make a bacon grease turkey. A bacon grease. I can't wait to hear about that. Everybody, mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. The bacon grease turkey. That's a. That's gonna be scary. Scary, <laughs> <laughs> delicious. Yes, sir. Steve Dawson has joined us. America's cookout coach. We'll be talking with him in the second segment on Talk Radio 102.3. If you want to listen to the show on the radio, you can anywhere in the world, WGOW.com, WGOW.com. Simply click on the Listen Live icon, and you can hear the show as it goes out on the radio. So that's kind of a neat thing. Do they have radio stations in West Virginia? I think so, but it's been a while, so I'd have to check to tell you. You're probably a Spotify guy, aren't you? Uh, I'm a podcast guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I listen to the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show, all that for six pieces, Pitmaster's podcast. Have you listened Old to Smoke have podcast? You, yeah, I was going to say Luke Barnell's is great. I just I just came across oh, yeah. it the other day. It's super. Oh, yeah. All right, here West we go. Yep. Okay, here we go. All right, welcome back to the barbecue show. This is Steve Ray of Owl's Nest Barbecue with you. Our guest is Steve Dotson, America's cookout coach from New Milton, West Virginia. Um, Steve, let's talk about your YouTube channel, The Cookout Coach. It's an insanely popular channel that you started, and then everybody who's watching may want to go to it and uh, check it out on YouTube, The Cookout Coach. Um, several... Are you? Have you hit? You've got more than a hundred videos up by now, don't you? I do actually. Yeah. I, I'd have to go back and count it, but I can, I can vividly remember someone asking that question, and I thought I had about seventy videos up, and I counted, and at the time it was like one hundred five, and that was the end of last year, and I was like, wow. But you know, one we've, the, uh, we've put a lot of effort into this. Yeah, the one thing that you do that I think is is more interesting than the YouTube, are the live presentations that you and your friend have been doing. Uh, representing Char Griller. Uh, talk about that a little bit. How did you get involved with Char Griller, one of the, the biggest companies in America? And uh, tell our listeners here in Chattanooga and on, and on Facebook about the, uh, the seminars that you and your friend put out uh, from the Char Grilling Company. Yeah, so when I started the YouTube channel, I, I had the egg corn. And that was pretty much, other than the Weber kettle I still had, the egg corn was my primary smoker griller because it, it does it all. So I'd, I'd been going for a year on that, and Char Griller put out a call. And they said, hey, we're looking for people who want to be ambassadors. And I said, well, you know, I, I already use the product. Yeah. I already really like the product. I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring. So they responded back, and 
they said, yeah, we feel like this would be a good fit. So, you know, we got together and, and we, we talked about, you know, what they expect from me and, and you know, what, what I can do to help them. So that was about, um, I believe that was fall of 2018. And we've been working together ever since then. And it, it's, it's been a, a, a great relationship, you know, as we've grown together. You know, I think they sort of trust me a little bit more to, to represent their brand accurately and, and, you know, in a favorable light. And when when COVID happened, of course, all all outdoor cooking, uh, whether whether you sell rubs, whether you sell meat, whether you sell grills, everything took a spike. Yeah. So they saw this and, and they they thought they had an opportunity because they have a rather large following on their Facebook page. They said, "Hey, how about we just get some some uh, frequently asked questions together, and you can answer these live and you know." If people have more questions, you can answer those live as well. So sure, so we did that, and that went well. They said, hey, that was great. We'd like to do it again, but this time, how about you guys cook some steaks and cook them live and show people how to do that? So, you know, when when you go from recorded video to live video, there, there are some technical challenges. You've got to either just get past or overcome. So it's a little bit tricky, but the raw experience, I think, has it its own appeal you know these people are any any person can put together a video and i can edit it and make it look like i know exactly what i'm doing but i think people appreciate when you're willing to put it on the line there and say okay these are the steaks i've got this is how i'm going to cook them and you're going to watch me do it and as those steps fall in line you're going to go well that guy actually did know what he was talking about and that steak looks pretty darn good and you know char 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 griller is one of those companies that um they're 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 Cooking devices are, are popularly priced. Uh, most people can't afford them, and they're 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 perfect, I think, for a person who is in in you know just getting started, and and even the intermediate. I know I had the uh, the hybrid uh, smoker for years, gas on one side, and a charcoal grill on the other side, and I had the offset on it that uh, you know you could use as a smoker, and uh, that was kind of the first thing I started with. When I started, and I cooked on it for, gosh, two two and a half years before I upgraded uh, to something else for the house, and it, it worked great. And um, do, do you see people gravitating towards that, Steve? I mean, you know, do you recommend um, you know something like that if people, are, you know, like what would you recommend in the char grill line for people starting out? You're exactly right there, and, and that's sort of how I fell into them, right? I had an acorn because I didn't want to go out and spend two or three thousand dollars on a smoker. These are these are nicely priced products that you know I can go and pick up. It was in my price range, mm-hmm. and and they work and they work pretty well. So when people come to me and they ask me, "Hey, what what should I get?" My first question is, "What do you want to do?" Because if you want one one cooker to rule them all, if you want to be able to grill, smoke, and, and do all the things then you should probably get an acorn because you know well, i'm looking over right now i've got a competition offset pro which is uh one of their bigger offsets they make mm-hmm. you could grill on that it comes with the the cowboy grill in the firebox but it's it's not going to be as easy you're not going to have as much space to grill so in that case if you need something to do it all i recommend the acorn now if you want to just smoke get one of their offsets they're it's going to be a smoke machine. You've got plenty of space. 
you can still do some other things with it if you want but it's all a question of what what you primarily want to do now they've got the uh the flat irons now which are the the griddles which is a whole new style of cooking even for me I've, I've got one of the portable ones right now and i absolutely love that thing yeah but that's a whole different style of cooking and, and they're made very very well but and it's a ton of fun so there's not a whole lot in the range i don't recommend and let me tell you something they've got a few things that have, have just came out to home depot uh they just released a new um a new offset that looks pretty fantastic and i haven't got a chance to get out to home depot to get my hands on it but uh it's called the grand champ it's a little bigger it's a little thicker metal it looks fantastic uh and you know i i think I think we might see some more cool stuff coming out pretty soon from them. So I can't wait to see what the the winter holds so, for this year. So when they when they when they have something come out, do you get to like go down to Home Depot and say, "Hey, I'm Steve Dotson. I'm America's cookout coach and ambassador to uh, Char Griller, and and just give me one of those things and, and write it off to uh, uh, Char Griller." Well, let me first say I don't think I've ever gone anywhere and said hi, I'm Steve Dotson, America's Cookout Coach. <laughs> but generally, in those sorts of situations, uh, Char Griller and I will have a conversation beforehand, and you know uh, they'll have what's coming out, and they'll have an idea of, of what they want me to represent. You know, I, I do appreciate in our agreements they understand I've only got so much time, and that's usually uh, a conversation we have at the beginning of every year. Of, you know, how much do you think you can produce? And based on that, they sort of have their their wish list for what they would like me to demonstrate um, with that kind of thing. And, and I'm usually all in about it because really, I'll be honest with you, Steve, as long as I get to play with fire uh, and cook outside, I'm, I'm really happy to do about anything. So, you know, I leave it pretty much in, in their court, but there there is definitely some allotment for me to, to say, you know, I really want to to play with with this cooker can can we get one of those i steve i i if i if i was steve dotson america's cookout coach i would have that on every shirt that i have <laughs> every i mean every everywhere I, everywhere i went when i went to a little seminar when you get those little stick on um stick on thing that says hello i'm 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 steve dotson america's cookout coach i would be so proud of that, that I, I would be i'd be just so proud of that when you when you're talking with um when you're talking with other people that want to start cooking or just started cooking, and I know you run into them at, at the, the contests that you do in KCBS and in your community um, from your um, correspondence with viewers on your YouTube channel, what's there? What are what is the like top questions that people ask you about uh, outdoor and live fire cooking and barbecue that people are puzzled over and have a hard time coming to grips with? The, the the most common questions I get from folks all involve airflow. It, it but it doesn't start out as an airflow question usually. It starts out as my cooker won't come down below a certain temp, or my cooker won't go up to a certain temp, or it won't stabilize. And everything comes back to in in outdoor cooking, everything comes back to fire management. So you know every one of those conversations start with, well, what's your bottom damper set at? What's your top damper set? At? Mm-hmm. How long have you given this cooker to sit down? And and there have been people that have been so frustrated with it that I'll I'll go with them and say, hey, look, here's here's what I want you to do. And I get this a lot with the acorns because it's it's an extremely tight cooker. So if you if you don't know what it's doing, it can look like it's just going bananas on you. But 
I've had more than one person I've told said, look, here's what I want you to do. I've got this video. Go watch it. I'm going to tell you what I tell you in it, but go watch it after this conversation. I want you to light a quarter of a chimney of charcoal. I want you to pour that lit chimney charcoal over top of some unlit charcoal in this cooker. I want you to leave the lid open for two minutes. You're going to shut it. You're going to shut that bottom vent down to a quarter, and you're going to shut the top vent down to just over the half moons. And you're just going to watch the temperature for an hour, and don't touch it, and wait till it stops. And once it stops, then we can start adjusting things. Okay. And I want them to see that because they need to see that, one, it will stop. And once it stops, I want them to see. When I tell you to barely move that top vent and you barely move it and it moves five degrees, suddenly you know you're in control of this. And that, that's a game changer. And once you do that, you know, you can accelerate that process. You don't necessarily need an hour to bring it up to temp anymore. But you need to see the mechanics in the beginning and understand how the airflow is controlling everything. You know, fire management is one thing that, um, um, you know, I, I, we sell the, the Green Mountain pellet smokers and and the pellet smokers. That's one thing that, uh, and, and they're great, they're great smokers, but that's one thing you don't get to do is uh, learn any fire management on it. And, uh, you know, learning to manage a fire is, um, you know, it's important. Uh, I think, Steve, and, it, and, you know, it's part of the fun of barbecue. And that brings you to a question um, we've got here on Facebook. Uh, Mike Williams wants to know, are you going to do any more videos on the offsets? He says he's watched all the ones that you have, and he really enjoys them. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So <laughs> I've got to be honest. The, the egg corns, the flat irons, the, the other charcoal ones I have, I usually pump out one recipe video a month, and the the acorns just make life so easy. Uh, I've got two small children myself, and if I'm going to roll out the offset and cook on it, it's a ton of fun, but I kind of need a day where I don't need to be in charge of watching children because i got to watch that fire. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the last cook I did on, on the offset was on the Char Grilling Facebook page. We did a four-part series of live cooking of some ribs. And this is like a day I got home right after a competition cook. And it started out, the very first series, I was in a downpour. I couldn't look down at my ribs because the water was coming so hard off the bill of my hat they would just wash the rub off. <laughs> but if you haven't gone and seen that, I'd really recommend head over to the Char Grilling Facebook page, find the, I think it's a four-part rib cook, where... It was just one of those, I was at the house by myself, we were filming this, it was super relaxed, you know, I was I was managing the fire, but I wasn't being super crazy about it, it was running somewhere between 275 and 300 all day, mm-hmm. and I'll be dog. and I took fifth place ribs in the comp the day before, and I'll be doggone if the ribs I pulled out that offset, just cooking in my front yard, not even paying much attention, didn't come off and taste better than any single rib I turned in the prior day, so... Yeah, if you're looking for them, you don't see them on my Facebook page. Go watch that series over on, on the – I'm sorry, you don't see them on my YouTube channel. Go watch them over on the Chargirler Facebook page. But, yeah, I've definitely got some more stuff I want to do. You know, it's getting cold, so it's a great time. We might do some jerky. We might do some pastrami. I've never done pastrami, but I want to. And this colder weather just kind of feels about right. You know, here in West Virginia, sometimes in winter we'll get a nice day. So we might just uh, throw some sticks in in the, the offset there and see what happens. Well, you know, those ribs tasted so good because the, the air was so uh, uh, filled with water and, and, and moisture. You know, Tuffy Stone, 
said that's when he realized how important water was. That every time he cooked in the rain, his food was better. And um, well, you know, and and uh, you know that just goes to show you how important moisture is in um, in your uh, in your cooker, whether it's a water pan or a, a a cooker designed like the one I've got, a water cooker to um, you know right. to make the food better. So your your Meyer mixing H two O is designed for that water to be in a rolling right. boil, and I, I wouldn't have believed that if I hadn't had my hands on those cookers by myself and watched them do what they do. That's different than just having a water pan in the cooker for sure, like Tuffy does. Or like I'll actually do it. I'll I'll put a, a foil pan in front of the opening to the offset firebox on that mm-hmm. charcoal or offset. Yep. And essentially create a water baffle. And I don't I don't necessarily need it to work like it does in your H two O. What I always like about having a little bit of water in there is that if I make the humidity one hundred percent inside of the cooker, suddenly the rain doesn't like if we go to a competition and the humidity changes well it doesn't matter because i'm already at 100 humidity inside my cooker anyways right so that's um you know that's a that that in itself steve is a great tip for anybody listening that's uh, just starting out and um you know wanting to know how they get uh more tender food more tender meat is uh to put a uh, little water pan in the smoker that you're using uh i know that um on the acorn i believe you um, I'm not sure how the acorn, well, how much room you've got an acorn. I remember I had an egg, and I know I would, I could put a, um, I could put a water pan underneath the the grill grate, and um, you know when I was cooking food on the green egg, is there room on the in the acorn for a water pan? Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, I tell people because sometimes people still want to cook at 225, and if you want to do that on an acorn. It's, it's rather difficult, but what you can do is you can set a water pan on top of your cooking stone, and and just like you said, there's enough room between the grate and that cooking stone where you can put that water pan in there and fill it up, and that'll actually help you hold that egg corn at 225 if you really want to. Me, I like cooking on it at 275, but yep, that's exactly what you're saying there. Yeah. The other thing about having a water pan is you can, uh, if you're cooking something that's really fabulous, like a brisket or a, uh, a pork bite, and you know, when you get that, that fat raining down, whether it's on the ceramic stone or, or onto the coals themselves, you know, a little bit of that grease burning smells nice, right? It smells like an old burger joint. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of it going and burning, though, and it smells terrible. So if you've got that water pan and you start to get to that point where it's a little bit too much, you just slide your meat right on top of that water pan. Suddenly, that grease is getting collected now, and because it's water, it's not burning. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of nice things about having a little bit of water in a cooker. Absolutely. We're going to take a break, Steve. You're listening to The Barbecue Show with your host, Steve Ray, owner of the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop in Ultawa, where we will be open tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. For all you turkey heads out there, head on over, and we'll help you get some stuff for your Thanksgiving turkey. I know you're getting ready to do it. We'll be open all day tomorrow from 8 until 4, and I will be there all day. We'll have our Green Mountain Grills out front. We'll have the Big Ten out there. And we will have, um, we'll even, we'll probably put something on the Green Mountain Grill, the demo, and uh, maybe we'll do some chicken wings or something like that. That'll be a lot of fun. Our guest tonight, though, is America's cookout coach, Steve Dotson from New Milton, West Virginia, and we'll be right back. We're going to talk more about Steve's YouTube channel during the break. Go there and check it out, and we'll be talking more uh, with Steve about the back art of backyard cooking, and then Steve is going to share with us his 
unbelievable, unusual turkey recipe for his Thanksgiving feast on Thursday. All that and more right here on The Barbecue Show with Steve Ray. Stay with us. That's good, Steve. You're you're great, man. You are fantastic. <laughs> so let me ask you: during these breaks, am I still live on Facebook right now? Yeah, you sure are. Oh, absolutely. All right. Yeah, we're broadcasting. We're, yeah. Yeah, Joe. Um, break at fifty, and uh, I won't bother you during that break. And uh, next time you hear from me, it'll be one minute warning. Okay. Any callers yet? Uh, none yet. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. The cookout coach. Yeah, I'd have that all over my shirts. I'd have it on the pocket of my <laughs> pants. I'd have a ball cap that said you know, America's cookout coach. That's my, great. Uh, That's a brother, great tag. It's a great tag. So we put up a cookout coach banner when we go to competitions, which is fun because nobody knows where DQ Barbecue is. Right. Um, my brother's starting to take offense to it. He's like, I'm going to buy a stupid DQ Barbecue banner and just put it up so people know. I was like, buddy, it's branding. I know. I would. I would think you would cook under the cookout coach. That to me, yeah. that that would make more sense than DQ. I mean, I like DQ barbecue, but I would think you'd. That would be your, um, your flag, the cookout coach competition yeah, I don't team. Yeah, disagree with you. Well, I mean, so Steve, you know that originally the YouTube channel was called DQ Barbecue. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it was always supposed to be DQ barbecue. DQ barbecue is very hard to search though. I know because I because how do you spell it? I mean that's the thing. You how do you spell DQ'd? Yep. 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 So that's when I changed the YouTube channel, but I still liked it for my like the whole. I picked it for the competition team name before the the YouTube channel ever existed. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason I decided to start a YouTube channel. So DQ Barbecue it was. Then when we couldn't, we were having a little trouble getting traction, so we changed it to Cookout Coach. But I still like DQ Barbecue. So I figured I'd do a Malcolm Reed thing. You know, he's got How to Barbecue Right, but his team name's Killer Hogs. He says mm-hmm. he's good enough to do it. I'm good enough to do it. Yeah, right. Wow. Let's compare ourselves to Malcolm <laughs> Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel better. Malcolm Malcolm could um he's got a he's got a new YouTube channel coming out about he's gonna be reviewing products. He and Mark. That's what he says. Yeah. I tried to find it. I could I don't know if it's up and running yet. I couldn't find it. I think it's called Out of the Smoke. I haven't yeah, something yet, like that. that yeah. Either. Mark Mark Williams does a great job too. Swine um, Swine Life Barbecue. Swine Life Barbecue. Yeah, Mark does yes, a good sir. job. His his videos oh, yeah. are great. I mean, he's not America's cookout coach. No, he's not. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Steve. Before before tonight, I didn't realize I was America's cookout coach. Well, you are. I mean, you are you are that. Well, you're the cookout coach, America's cookout coach. How could you not I be? Definitely am the cookout coach. You're the Tom Brady of backyard barbecue. <laughs> not a big New England fan. See, or Tampa Bay fan, but you know I'll take it. He is the goat. Oh yeah. After See, Joe, I can't compare after, myself to Malcolm Reed, but you're going to call me the goat. <laughs> after Joe Montana, he yeah. is. After Joe Montana, he is the greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Smith, welcome to the show. Ken Smith joined us from Nashville. We're going to get Ken on the show one night. 
Best Beard and Barbecue. He won an award that says so. That's right. Best Beard and Barbecue. His Faces to Places podcast is awesome, too. He's got a new one out. I think it dropped yesterday. We should be coming back in just a short while. Joe should turn up the sound right before we come back. Sounds good. Michelin's that's 6431111 the midnight oil in Ottawa Talk Radio 102.3 FM the Talk Monster You're back the barbecue show with Steve Ray our guest tonight the America's cookout coach Steve Dotson and we're talking barbecue Our number is 423-267-1023 if you got a barbecue question don't be bashful jump on the phone line and give us a call. There are no there are no bad questions in barbecue. Just because if you don't know something, I guarantee you Steve Dotson knows it. And he will help you get pointed in the right direction. Steve, on your, your YouTube channel, 11,000 subscribers. Um, great advice on, uh, on barbecue. Uh, and what I like about your channel is it's mostly, it's, it's, it's very entertaining, but it is instructional. And uh, if you're looking for a subject to um, to research and you want to go to the cookout coach and, and search it, all of Steve's uh, videos are very hands-on and how-to. Did you mean to do it that way, Steve, or is that, you know, how did you pick your style on that? You know, I, I did it like that, and I, I did it on accident, to be honest with you. And uh, we touched on it a little bit earlier there. I had always gone to YouTube as, as a search engine, as a, a place to solve a problem, sort of transactional. I need this, so I go there, I learn how to do that, and I leave. So I, that's, that's just the videos that I made because that was the videos that I watched. Mm-hmm. Well, I learned over time, slowly, I said, hey, well, there's, there's people who actually kind of want to talk to you about this thing, kind of would like to get more of your opinion. So at that point, I, I tried to... You know, I keep it instructional. I keep it as a knowledge sharing kind of thing because I, I like that. You know, I like to talk to people about cooking barbecue. And the YouTube channel is just me talking to people about it. Just I'm staring at a camera while I'm talking to them about it. But I've tried to add in a little bit more of, you know, a little bit more of my personality, a little bit more of, you know, the things that are my opinions that, you know, they're probably not necessarily factual. And, and you could go multiple ways. But, you know, since you're here on my channel, I'm going to tell you this is what I like to do. And this is why I like to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for instance, I, I've got buddies that cringe when I tell them hickory is clearly the best smoking wood there is. Uh, they don't agree with me, but that's fine. That's that's who I am and, and what I do. And sometimes people want to know that. Sometimes they just want to fight with me about it. But either way, it's sort of grown into this. We're still very informational, but at the same time, we're going to let you know what we think about things. Uh, you know, I, and I agree with that. If you can't find oak. Hickory is the best. Um, hey, you're adorable. <laughs> what about um, uh, Michael Williams wants to know, what is your go-to um, lump charcoal? You've got a great video about charcoal on your uh, YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. 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 Cause, well, I've made several videos about charcoal just because a lot of people say things, but they don't actually test them to find out if they're true. So that, I like to make videos on that. But my go-to lump charcoal, and I was actually just talking to these people tonight, is B&B Hickory Lump Charcoal. 
I've never had a charcoal that you light off that smells as good as B&B Hickory Lump. It just – I don't even think I really necessarily need to put wood in it when I light that stuff off. It's brilliant. Really? It's my favorite by far. B&B Lump Hickory. Yep. And, it comes um, in a green bag. Mm-hmm. What do they sell it at the Ace Hardwares in West Virginia? Yeah, you can get them at Ace Hardwares. Uh, if you're in other places, you can get them at, uh, like, Academy Sports. And I just found out that apparently Rural King carries them. I don't know if you have any Rural Kings down there. No, if you don't, do. I feel bad for you because they're kind of great stores. B&B Lump Hickory Charcoal. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Steve, I want you to get ready and share with everybody your Thanksgiving turkey recipe here on WGOW. Talk Radio 102.3 and on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Facebook page live. We'll be right back with Steve Dotson, America's Cookout Coach on the Barbecue Show with Steve Ray. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Fly, the time flies really by, doesn't it? Huh? Yeah, that's, really quick yeah they're, 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 they're quick on this half. That's just the way it is. B and B Hickory. Michael says his Michael says his favorite lump is Kamado Joe Big Block. Yeah, I've never used that stuff, but I see that Lowe's carries it now. Can you can you can you imagine every anybody thinking there would be this many types of charcoal on the market? And That's it, what, it, it's amazing. It's a, it's earlier, a, it's amazing. Earlier in this year, it got hard for me to find B and B stuff. So I switched. I was running Kingsford at competitions. Yeah. And ju- just like there are smoker snobs, there's just the main charcoal snobs these days running, you know, Fogo mm-hmm. and Jealous Devil. And, the and there's nothing wrong with that. It's great. But when you're a charcoal snob and you look down on somebody for running blue bag and then they beat you running blue bag, that's one of my favorite things. I'm a I'm a blue bag fan. That's that's what I use in my gravity feeds, um, mm-hmm. my Meyer mix. And I, well, I started with Kingsford. I use wood. Yeah wood after i get the fire up yep but it's uh yep uh chris lemon says blue bag only for me i'm with you chris i'm with you yep. not the competition blend either. yep he's the uh he's the mayor of south charleston west virginia right there wow south charleston west virginia south am, charleston. how many people live there he uh, well i don't know chris lemon does that and he makes delicious barbecue sauces and rubs michael says there's a rural king in uh, Sweetwater, Tennessee. I think I've heard of that. It's kind of like a farm store, isn't it? Isn't it like a farm store? Yeah, but they got, they got everything. They yeah. carry a lot of Old World Spice stuff now, too. So you can get, like, Clark Crew Barbecue's uh, rubs there. They carry all Blue Hog stuff. Yeah, it's great. Did you see Amy on the webinar Wednesday? I did not. She was on there. She did a good job. They did a uh, How to Bring Your Product to Market webinar. The NBBQA did. It was good. It was real good. I enjoyed it. They had uh, 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 Noah was there, Amy, um, Sterling Smith, and I know I'm leaving out somebody. Um, I forgot the guy's name who's moderating it, uh, but he did a good job. Oh, um, what's his name? You know, I'm not part of the BBQA, but I should be. Yeah, you should be. Flavor Anonymous. Our Anonymous Flavor, Flavor Anonymous guy. Oh, Shane Draper. Yeah, yeah, Shane Draper. That's it. Shane, Shane Draper. Shane Draper. Yeah. 
We'll have, when we come back, we'll have um, Steve Jordan. Thanks for joining us. Steve is a lumberjack pellet guy from uh, Rural King. He gets those at Rural King, Sweetwater. We'll have about, uh, we'll probably have about four minutes before we'll have to sign off, okay? Okay. So, so when you do the turkey, uh, make it keep uh, it brief. Keep it brief. Make it concise, but interesting and entertaining. I'm going to talk about putting bacon grease on turkey. So how is that not entertaining? I know. I, I was going to say that. That would be awesome. Welcome back to the Barbecue Show. This is Steve Ray with me, my special guest, Steve Dotson, America's Cookout Coach. All right, Steve, it's coming up. The Super Bowl of um, the Super Bowl of uh, Turkey Day, Thanksgiving. It's the the biggest cooking day of the year in this country. The Steve Dotson family heirloom recipe for turkey. Let's go, do it. Well, this isn't exactly heirloom, but I will tell you, currently I'm sitting next to a test turkey. And when I say sitting next to it, it's in a cooler. It's currently brining in some Cosmos Q turkey brine. Uh, you know, you could inject, and I've injected in the past. I've also dry brined with salt in the past, and they're both great. But this year on the competition circuit, I fell in love again with wet brining. So this sucker is going to wet brine for 24 hours till tomorrow. Now, when we get to tomorrow, we're going to pull it out, dry it off. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have me some bacon for breakfast tomorrow morning. I'm going to save that grease. Okay. And before we start seasoning this turkey up, I'm going to take that that bacon grease, and I'm going to rub it all over, not just the skin on the outside, but I want to get up under that skin. I want to get that bacon flavor all over as much of the turkey meat as I can because you got to remember with that bacon grease, we're carrying smoke from the bacon. We're carrying the pork fat. We're carrying the salt. We're carrying a lot of flavor just in that bacon grease. Then on the outside, I'm – I haven't decided yet. I think we're going to go with a mixture of Cosmos Q Dirty Bird and a little bit of Honey Killer Beans to get some sweet notes on that turkey. Mm-hmm. This turkey's going to go on my egg corn because a Kamado is just an excellent cooker when it comes to turkey. moves a little bit of smoke so it doesn't get too dark. So you get the perfect golden. Probably going to throw in a little stick of uh, cherry wood just to give it just a touch of smoke. And we're going to set her in there at 275. Now, here's the, the magic power of the Kamado is once I see that bird get up to about 90 degrees internal temperature, I'm going to ramp that Kamado up to about 400 degrees. Whoa. And what that's going to do is while that bird is finishing, because you've got to remember, it's not going to be at 400 degrees the whole time. I'm going to open the vent, and it's going to increase over time. But it's going to increase by moving a ton of air over top of that bird. And by doing that, along with the bacon fat, it's going to crisp that turkey skin up. Because there's nothing worse on any smoked poultry than having floppy, soggy skin. So I've done it years past. I know it works. We're going to use that that trick on the Kamado to get delicious, crispy turkey skin. And it's going to be a bacon grease turkey. How long will you? How long will you? Out. How long will you let it stay up there, Steve? Oh, that bird will be done in under three hours. Oh, okay. So you, when you ramp it up to four hundred, it stays there. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. Four hundred. I thought I thought cooking yeah. at three three fifteen was a high for a turkey. Now it, it it'll it'll come together where it'll get to about four hundred at mm-hmm. about the time that it finishes. It's all about the journey to get there, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, grasshopper. What um uh and and then the you're you're not worried about uh you're not worried about moistness and and how how um. America's cookout coach. How uh, 
what internal temperature are you looking for in this bird? So, yeah, we'll, we'll, since, especially since we're going to be coming up hot on the end of it, I'm going to pull this bird off at about 160 because I have no doubt that it will rest up to the 165 safe temperature. Mm-hmm. No problems there. Yeah. Um, as far as moisture goes, I'm definitely not worried about that. Between the brine and the biggest thing is pulling this bird off before it gets over 165. That's what's going to dry out more than anything. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree one with minute, that. One minute, Steve. Thanks, Joe. I, I agree with that, Steve. Um, people, uh, people cook. Uh, they cook them too far. They, they, you know, they, they're all worried about dying, eating poultry, and uh, absolutely. You know, they were taking biggest them to, tip when it comes to turkey, Steve. Pull out that popper and throw it away because it doesn't pop until about 185. I know. Hey, real quick before we have to go, and I appreciate you being with us, Steve. Uh, did you know that t- the turkeys that you buy in the store are created by artificial insemination? Because the turkeys have been bred with such large pectorals, breasts, they cannot naturally mate. And if you want more turkey, tri- more turkey trivia, tune in tomorrow to uh, Patreon.com, Harry Sue. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, Harry Sue for a live Zoom 60-minute turkey expose on Zoom tomorrow at noon Eastern Standard Time. I know you'll be tuned in, Steve, and I know I'll be tuned in at the gas station watching Harry Sue. Steve, thank you so much for being on the show. You don't know how much we appreciate it. Everybody, you can catch Steve, the cookout coach, on YouTube, the cookout coach, Follow him on Facebook. Are you on Instagram? Of course I'm on Instagram. He's on Instagram, too. Steve, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? What a baby. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next Friday night. Wow, he was great. Steve, you were great. You were just great. Did he hang up? You there, Steve? Yes, sir. Okay, good. You're still with us. We're still live on Facebook. That, um, that turkey recipe... I've never I've never heard of that. Uh, Jeff Maxwell had a great question, Steve. Do you uh, do you use that in your competition on chicken? Do you use that method? No, uh, and I say no mainly because I've never had the desire in a competition to crisp the the chicken skin. I've talked to other guys who have done it, and uh-huh. it apparently was not looked upon favorably. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you're cooking a chicken at home, smoking a chicken at home, I always it was. I got it from a guy on Instagram one time that used to just make beautiful smoked chickens. And I asked him, I said, how do you do that? He said, well, I get them about two-thirds of the way done, and then I ramp the temps. And you know, it's just that combination of moving that much hot air over top of that skin just gets that fat in the skin boiling and bubbling, bubbling and popping. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 so I, I think I've got two turkey videos. And definitely in the older one, I did it. And that turkey had beautiful, crispy skin. It was amazing. Well, that is so cool. Listen, hey, thank you so much for being part of the show, Steve. Hey, thanks for having me, bud. I always appreciate it. You bet, man. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great Thanksgiving. You and your family have a good one. We appreciate you. Everybody on Facebook, thank you so much for watching. We had a big crowd tonight. Michael Williams, thank you for all the great comments. Tom Ide, thank you so much. Um... Al, thank you for being here. Ken Smith, thank you for everything. And Jeff Maxwell, of course, thank you for everything, too. Next uh, Friday night, we are off because, um, well, we'll be off on the radio side. But I think we'll probably do a show next Friday night here on the Facebook side. So we'll see you Friday night for a uh, Facebook Live.
presentation of the Owls Nest Barbecue Show because it's the day after Thanksgiving and we want to recap and, and see how everybody's uh, turkey did. So um, until next Friday night at 7, for Aaron Carver, for Jeff Maxwell, this is Steve Ray signing off the Owls Nest Barbecue Show. And as always, good night and good luck. <laughs>